All right, everybody. Friday, January. It is Friday the 13th. Almost forgot. It is Friday the 13th at around 5.47 p.m. This is Bill Ray Mitchell talking to you on the extended pre-roll. It's going to be a little bit longer. We are talking to Braylon Johnson uh, on the back half of this podcast. Really, really exciting. He has a project that we have been working through together um, that's going to be coming up here. Uh, we're also going to interview him and talk about some fan-submitted questions. So we're really excited about that. But as always, the Sons of Saturday is brought to you by Main Street Pharmacy, your one-stop shop for everything that you need, pharmaceutical-related, personal care, hydration, that's important, need to be hydrated. So head on down and see our friends at Main Street Pharmacy, located right on Main Street in Blacksburg, Virginia. Now, talk about some hokey headlines. Number one, transfers coming into the football program, yes, New ones, and the first one is wide receiver Jalen Lane. That's right. Jalen Lane is coming to play football in Lane Stadium this fall. He is a sophomore wide receiver from Middle Tennessee. Yes, Middle Tennessee, he beat up on Miami. In 2021, he was a freshman All-American punt returner. In 2022, he caught four passes for 130 yards against Miami, but that wasn't just his only big game. This guy had big games over and over and over again last year against San Diego State in the Hawaii Bowl. He had 10 catches for 111 yards and a touchdown. He had seven catches for 147 yards and a touchdown versus UTEP. He had 10 catches and 179 yards and 269 all-purpose yards versus UTSA. He finished the season as the team leader in catches with 69 and he had nice. And he had 940 yards and five touchdowns. Also, coming on down from the transfer portal, Derek Canteen, a redshirt junior cornerback from Georgia Southern. In 2020, he was a freshman All-American recognized by the Athletic and FWAA. He had six interceptions, 16 pass breakups, and one forced fumble. In his freshman campaign, not too shabby. And then in 2022, he was an all-Sunbelt third-team award recipient with 64 tackles and one interception. Got to give a lot of credit. Done a fantastic job in the transfer portal this offseason and following that up with a great class that we did sign. So shout-out to Coach Pry and the entire crew for doing a fantastic job there. Moving right along, we're going to talk a little bit about Hokie Hoops. Actually, before I do that, I want to point out a graphic that has been sent to me by Sam Jesse, but it was created by Anthony Tresh. Tresh? His name's not Trash, but it looks like Trash. But he's from PFF, Anthony Triash. Uh, He put it together, and I think we will link it in the article. I'm going to do my best to to explain it. Um, So the X-axis. The x-axis is the one laying down. It is horizontal. The x-axis is 2020. They're all about teams that added players in the transfer portal in 2022. But it is about the snaps added from the transfer portal. Tech is about middle of the pack. That's the bottom. But you flip that over to the y-axis. The y. How do you remember that that's up? It's like a person with both of his arms pointed up to the sky. That's how you remember. Virginia Tech is third in the country 
in adding players with win shares from 2022, calculated by PFF. Billy Ray, what does that mean? It means that Virginia Tech is the third best at adding players who had an impact on winning last season, according to PFF. The two teams that we are behind are UCLA and, yes, Notre Dame. Those numbers are vastly uh, increased for Notre Dame with the addition of Sam Hartman, but it does go to show that Virginia Tech is not just adding volume. They are adding players who impacted the game. Derek Canteen and Jalen Lane were certainly part of that success that they saw last year. So before we move into Hokie Hoops, I do want to give a shout out to one of our sponsors in Wedgwood Marketing. Wedgwood Marketing is a proud Hokie-owned digital marketing agency based in Charlotte, North Carolina. Their results-driven starting lineup of marketing services, including SEO, Google, and Facebook ads, are the key play for growing your business in this digital world. Get your free marketing audit today at WedgwoodMarketing.com. If you are a business if you work for a business, if you are looking to increase your natural finds on Google, for any of you lawyers out there, for any of you, uh, whatever you're doing, you want to appear higher in the Google search, you want to optimize and be found more naturally by people that are looking for your services, go ahead and hit up Wedgwood Marketing. You can do that again at wedgewoodmarketing.com. Moving on, Hokey Hoops. The men, it's been rough. It's been rough. There's not really another way to dole it out. We lost to Syracuse the other night. That marks the fifth loss in a row for the Virginia Tech men's basketball team. Hokies Hoops Pod will speak on it a little bit more in depth, but the fellas have to find a way basically to win three out of the next five of all of the five coming up this season. But that starts with we play UVA next, then we have Clemson, Duke, Syracuse, and Miami. Tough, tough, tough draw, um, but that's what has to happen. Um, we bought ourselves a lot of breathing room early in the year with a challenging non-conference schedule that we played really well in. And now we're going to have to dig ourselves out of a hole. That added ground that we added for us has completely evaporated. So that journey back starts at UVA. That game is not until this upcoming Wednesday. Yes, I will be making the trip with Ed Williams. We're fired up about it. Um, but the Hokies got to find a way to turn around. They got to turn around quick. We did get to see some of Rodney Rice. Looks athletic. He just doesn't look like a player that Virginia Tech has had on the roster from a talent and size and quickness standpoint. He is extremely talented. Excited to see how he continues to get better and how we continue to utilize his talents. So moving on over to the women's team. The ladies notched their first win over the Louisville Cardinals since 1995. I will repeat that again. The women had not beaten Louisville since 1995. That's before I was born. They won at home 81-79. to Louisville, really solid. Uh, I was surprised when we were watching the game that they weren't ranked. They were up at the top of the ACC. I believe they're four, they were 4-1 and one coming into the game in ACC play. Um, here are some of the cliff notes. <clears throat> Excuse me. Haley Van Litt, Haley Van Litt was absolutely unconscious. She played all 40 minutes. She scored 29 points, had five rebounds, three assists, three steals. It was the Haley Van Litt show for the Louisville Cardinals. But that show lost to the Virginia Tech Hokies show. The three leading scorers for Virginia Tech were Taylor Soul. She played fantastic. 
played bully ball, played smart. She fouled out late at the end of the game, but she had a huge impact on both ends of the court. She finished with 24 points. Liz Kitley had a huge, huge, huge second half, was dealing with cramps, but she finished with 20 points as well. And they came on a trailer with 17 points. The biggest difference to me in the fourth quarter, the Hokies shot 60% and held the Cardinals to 36 and were able to walk away with a win. This game, absolute bar burner, ton of fun to watch. Uh, at certain times you thought it was over. At certain times you thought we're in trouble here. Um, but the Hokies found a way to win. 13 lead changes in that game. Uh, and if you get a chance, check out some of the social media posts or the post-game press conference with Coach Kenny Brooks. Uh, highlighting something really cool. It was the cancer awareness game. Uh, they worked with Carillion Clinic and had some um, some young boys and girls uh, that are diagnosed with cancer and being treated at Carillion. They were designing and painting and decorating essentially the shoes that the coaches and I believe the players wore pregame. Really, really cool. Um, Hokies women's basketball and the athletic department as a whole does a great job with the marketing department um, and making a difference. So really cool. Tip my cap to Coach Brooks and the women's basketball team. Before passing it over to Braylon Johnson, I do also want to mention Alumni Hall. If you didn't, if you want to go get some Hokie-inspired gear, I know students are headed back to school. If you're already there for Rush or whatever the the frats and the sororities are doing, some of you are already back in Blacksburg. If you're looking for some apparel, they're offering it's normally 10%. They're offering 15% off in-store and online. So if you go in-store, let them know the Sons of Saturday sent you, you're gonna get 15% off of your entire order. Or Use code SUNSVT, that's capital S-O-N-S-V-T, and you'll get 15% off your order. So shout out to Alumni Hall, shout out to Edward Marketing, shout out to Main Street Pharmacy, shout out to you, the listener, shout out to everybody, everybody. You ever start a sentence, you don't know where it's going? That's kind of what I just dealt with. But I'm going to go ahead and pass it over to Braylon Johnson, and here we go. Awesome, everybody. Welcome in. It is Friday, January 13th, around 7 o'clock, and I am joined again by Braylon Johnson, six foot one safety from Highland Springs, signed his letter of intent to Virginia Tech on December 21st. But before that, Braylon, before yeah. that, you were on this podcast in July, yes. and you said, I have unfinished business I didn't like how we ended last season. Yeah. And he said, I'm coming back for a state championship. Fast forward six months later, Highland Springs is 15-0 and state champions. Congratulations, young man. How did it feel to go out on top? Uh, it felt like we, it kind of feels like what we're supposed to do. Um, that's kind of the standard, which has been set for the past uh, six, seven years. So, I mean, seeing all those guys do it before me and then following the line and actually doing it uh, meant a lot to me. Um, and then it kind of helps those guys that are juniors and uh, sophomore and freshmen um, to even come in and just have motivation. Um, I think coming in, we we always thought it was going to be not given to us, but easy to win a state championship. So now that I get to do it um, and do it the right way um, and finish with it, uh, it's just it's just amazing, honestly. So if you had to take maybe the best, the biggest lesson, biggest mm-hmm. takeaway and your favorite memory from your senior year of high school football, what would you say that would be? Um, my biggest takeaway is don't take anything for granted. Like, 
you hear a lot of stories, just people talking about you'll miss your high school experience and in terms of football and it's kind of the last piece of genuine football you'll ever play. Um, it, you can definitely see that just looking back now, like even a month later, just looking back and reflecting on it. Like I can definitely see how that, how that correlates and how that makes sense. And like football for me flew as a high schooler. Uh, so any high schooler that's watching right now that plays football or any sport in general, uh, just like cherish every moment, like cherish every practice, taking every practice, um, those full gases that you do on Monday, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays, like take those in because you never know when your last one is. And I would kind of say my, my, my best high school memory is being Stonebridge by far uh, because I had two picks in the game, could have had three, um, but I had five passes thrown at me, uh, two were interceptions, three were pass breakups. So, yeah, I mean, and, and that was one against one of the well-coached teams with Coach Mickey um, at Stonebridge. Uh, and then, you know, you got Zeke Wimbush, you got a lot of just different guys there that are, that are ball players. Um, and, and, and that was definitely a revenge game last year. I definitely didn't play good against them. And I knew coming back my senior year, if we wanted to make it to the state, uh, to the state championship, we would have to beat them. Um, we, and we did that. So we have a little bit of a special announcement. Now we're going to make the people wait a minute. I got okay. Okay. But we do have a, a special announcement. Mm-hmm. Uh, first question I have, I want to shout out, uh, everybody from coach Pry to, uh, the entire recruiting staff for the event that they put on, on national signing day. I yeah. thought it was fantastic. I've never seen anything like that. I just want to hear from you, like, from that entire production, the draft read-offs and the and the Zoom calls and everything, how was that received by your teammates, by yourself, and how did it make it special for you and your parents? Well, I don't like too much to be seen all the time. Uh, that's not that's not really me. Um, mm-hmm. But I think I think that was just I think the whole kind of day was was just different. Like I even as a recruit and you know watching people have national signing days, I have never seen uh, a school do it. Um, so now that we did it, I feel like, I mean, I, I just feel like it's different, right? Um, but in a great way. Um, and it kind of separates us from other schools in terms of that. Because in our reality, and, and the truth is behind it, is kids like to see stuff like that. Like nowadays, social media presence is big. Um, so if you don't have that, which like growing up, I didn't really see tech do any of that. Like that wasn't a thing, Right. But you got to make it. You got to make it sexy to go to tech. Honestly, you do, mm-hmm. right? And that's for any school. Like people want to go to the schools with the nice uniforms, and that's how it is nowadays. Shouldn't be like that. But I mean, like uh, uh, a day it's the like way that, it is. It's the yeah, way. Yeah, it is. yeah. It, that's how it is. But a day like that definitely means a lot for Okie Nation, no doubt. So as you're getting ready to, and you go on to campus when? When when do you expect to be on campus? Uh, May 22nd. Uh, I think we move in and orientation starts, but they let me come back home and do what I have to do, and I'll be right back there. So May 22nd, between now and then, what are your biggest focuses and what are you working on? Uh, so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go take a yoga class. Um, do yoga. Uh, might run track outdoor. I don't know yet. Um, but just working out, like staying consistent. That's my whole 2022 um, goal. Like people ask me all the time, like, what do you want to do in 20 or 2023? I apologize. Uh, that's my goal. Like just to stay consistent. If you stay consistent throughout everything you do in life, everything else will fall in place. And that's what I'm doing. Um, so, yeah. Can you speak to the tightness and the relationships that you have formed with this 2023 class? And I don't just mean 
like now you guys are all signed, but how much did your togetherness and you guys recruiting other guys, like tell to just give us a little bit of an understanding of what that relationship is like. Going into this thing, uh, I believe, I don't know how many recruits we had before the ODU game or commits we had before the ODU game, but um, going into it, we all were like three-star guys. Um, just kind of what Virginia Tech has been built on, the better teams have been built on. You know, like guys that are good, overlooked, um, or people not might not believe on, believe in them. So we all kind of had that chip on our shoulder, like, yeah, like we got to come in and, and be ready. Like, um, we just we just feel like, I mean, it's kind of hard to explain, but it's just it's just those guys. We, we're coming in. Those guys are coming in, and we're not the, we're not rated the highest, or not much is expected out of us. Um, and we know that, so we kind of come came together. Um, and that was kind of our all. That was all of our kind of. We all we all had that same thing in common, basically. Um, so that's how we kind of fit together and gel together. And then everybody is kind of from the same places. You have two two guys from Tennessee, guy from Maryland. I don't know how many guys from Virginia, a lot. Um, it's not really spread out much. I mean, Aston is from Indiana. That's one kid. Um, but it's not really spread out too much. Uh, so I think that's good. That's good. And the coaches are from Virginia, and they play that tech. Uh, so that meant a lot to us, right? Just staying home and kind of staying in your footprint. And just playing for a team that you watched growing up uh, with Coach Beamer coaching and them being so so good. So, last question I have before we get to some fan questions: In the mm-hmm. middle of the year, I'm not I'm not sure exactly what week it was, but you and a bunch of other players on the team when the team when when the football team we were having yeah. a rough year, tough time. You guys all came together, put a video together, basically basically restating your commitment yeah. to Virginia Tech and how yeah. we're going to get things right. I thought that was really, really special. I just want to know how that came together and what the thought process was behind it. Uh, so it was kind of my thought uh, going into things. It was definitely my thought. Um, I think I think when you're 3-8 and eight or you're, gonna, you're heading on, on that road to 3-8, and eight, uh, a lot of fans question things, a lot of boosters and donors and just people in general question things, which is okay and – I mean, obviously, everybody doesn't know the inside scoop, um, so you 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 just don't you might not understand, or everybody just might not get how college football works right now in in terms of how somebody can be three and eight at one point, and then next year they can win ten games. Not saying we do that next year. Hopefully, we do. Um, but football can change so much over the time period. So I just I wanted everybody to stay calm. Like I've seen this I've seen this happen before. When my dad went to school. Uh, they were playing bad football, uh, and over time they built up. His 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 which would what would have been his senior year if he redshirted? They played the national championship game, so I I just I think I think by giving them I, like everybody needs reassurance. I think by giving the fans reassurance, it kind of soothed a little bit. Um, but at the end of the day, we got to go play ball. Um, if not, the video doesn't matter. None of it matters, right? But the 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 main purpose of it was to like to let everybody know we were locked in because usually at any other school. Uh, those guys would have been decommitted without a doubt. So a couple couple questions from fans. Uh, mm-hmm. Sean Kim asked, I heard that you wanted number 34 as a kid to be like Ryan Williams. Yeah. Tell tell us a little bit about your connection with Ryan Williams and what you remember about him. My dad coached Ryan Williams when he was at Stonewall Jackson, which is now Unity Reed in Northern Virginia. Uh, that's where I was born in Prince William County. Uh, so I would have went to – actually, it's another connection. I would have went to um, – 
uh, uh, I would have played with Caleb Woodson at Battlefield. Uh, so he would have been my teammate. But Brian Williams, I watched him growing up. Like, that was the only player I kind of focused and knew growing up. Uh, so that was my guy. Um, I called him my brother. Uh, so ever since then, we've just been tight. Uh, so that that was my people. Um, I always wanted to wear 34. Like, uh, my first year ever playing football, uh, I, I asked for number 34. They said they didn't have number 34. And I was wearing number 50 at corner. So, I mean, if I had to wear any number – uh, back then, I was definitely wearing 34. That was my guy. Steve Bryce asks, aside from yourself, who do you believe is the most underrated recruit in the class? It's kind of hard to say. Um, I think we have so many underrated recruits in the class or people that were once recruited heavy, uh, kind of like me, and then coaches kind of scattered and spread it out, and now they're at different spots. Um, obviously, I'm kind of biased. I do like Takai. Uh, not many people talk about him. Even like I watch a lot of fan podcasts. Uh, I like that. I like I like everybody's podcast, so I watch them. Um, and not many people talk about Takai, maybe because he's undeveloped um, in terms of size. Like us kids from us kids from Hollis Springs, like a lot of people don't have much, right? So before we get to college, we're just raw players, right? Um, so I would say Takai. You got a couple people really. Um, I mean, I don't know. It's just hard to say, but I I'm with Takai a lot. So I know what he's capable of, um, and I know, and I'm, I play defensive back, so I have to li- I line up in front of him, um, and I can say, and I can stamp that he's an underrated player for sure. And to wrap this up, mm-hmm. so Braylon, you came, uh, we reached out to you, and essentially we've seen a lot of success with uh, current athletes here at Virginia Tech, and yeah. over the years we had done interviews with. Uh, different members of classes that were coming in. Mm-hmm. And uh, through talking with you, I knew that podcast, I found out that podcasting is a uh, passion that you have. Mm-hmm. Uh, so why don't you go ahead and let Hokie Nation know what uh, what's coming out starting next week. Okay. So basically me and Sons of Saturday are partnering um, and we're doing a, a podcast. So I want to start off by doing my teammates first. Um, a couple of my teammates, not everybody, it doesn't have to be everybody, but I definitely want to do uh, some of my teammates first um, just to kind of get in the flow of it. And I want to start branching out into kind of everywhere, really, um, and just talk to everybody about everything. I'm kind of, I'm not kind of, I am um, really interested um, in, in, in this field. So we'll see how this goes. Um, I'm very excited to be partnering with Sons of Saturday, um, and I'm ready. Let's go. Braylon, we're looking forward to it. You've been an incredible ambassador of uh, Virginia Tech. You're not even here yet. You've been a fantastic yeah, no, ambassador <laughs> for Virginia Tech. And uh, we're looking forward to reading, meeting the rest of the class. So everybody, it'll be uh, it'll start out coming out on this feed. Uh, we're recording the first episode, I believe, on Monday or Tuesday. So keep an eye out, and we will uh, – and uh, Braylon will kick off your, uh, your podcast. We're looking forward to it. Thank you. Awesome. Braylon, you enjoy the football this weekend. Thank you. Appreciate it. You too. Take care. To wander, tripping in the sand. We smoke out windows, drink till we can't stand. But I saw you dance like you want to in my head. And all that she said is, Oh, I know just what you're thinking.